If you're anything like me, you're not drinking nearly as much water as you should. As much as we want to be healthy, sometimes it's hard to pick up that water bottle full of boring, plain water over and over again. Thankfully, I discovered Liquid IV. Liquid IV is a delicious water additive that has five essential vitamins, three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks, and hydrates two times faster than water alone. I love Liquid IV when I'm traveling because as much as I don't want to use an airplane bathroom, it is so important to stay hydrated when you're flying. Trust me, you'll feel so much better if you do. The packaging is super convenient and you can easily bring your empty water bottle through security, fill it up in the terminal, and add your favorite flavor of Liquid IV. I'm obsessed with the new strawberry lemonade flavor right now, but honestly you can't go wrong with any of them. Liquid IV is made with premium ingredients and is also gluten, dairy, and soy free, which is really such an added bonus. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JUDGINGYOU with no spaces at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code JUDGINGYOU with no spaces at liquidiv.com. Everybody. Hello. My name is Shannon. I'm Alyssa. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag, Hashtag Judging you. you. And today, I don't know. What? what are we judging? We're judging something. Okay. For sure. So, for those who don't know, Miss Alyssa just had a birthday. I did. I'm Happy old. birthday. I, I haven't done a birthday episode for you yet. It's fine. I suck. This one isn't, like, necessarily a birthday episode. I just wanted to do something fun. Oh, okay. I had something else planned, and it didn't quite pan out in time. Oh, that's okay. So, I'm going to save it for another time. Okay. But today, I just wanted to do something fun and easy. So, um, basically, what I did was zero work. Okay. Because I just got AI to make (laughs) more scripts for us. Yay! And I have a lot of them. Okay, I love these. So, I thought they were really fun. They were really fun. I had a a good time. And I heard people say that they liked them also. So, hopefully, that's the case. All right. Well, I just shared that with you. The script. Oh, sweet. I have, like, a paranormal story. I have, like, a bad rom-com. I have a Christmas rom-com. I have a scandal. Like, I've got quite a few things. Mm-hmm. I was going to tell you, when we put out the the AI episode, mm-hmm. my brother told me that all he could think of the entire time was the two commentators from Pitch Perfect. And you haven't seen it, so you can't even relate. And I was so upset because but, it made but, me but, smile. Okay. I'm going to show you just a clip. Okay. Now this is exactly the type of performance you would expect to see at the International Championship of Collegiate Acapella. Am I right, Gail? John, you're so right, everything else seems wrong. Our <laughs> university troublemakers always thrill the judges and the ladies in the room cannot get enough. So true, John. Nothing makes a woman feel more like a girl than a man who sings like a boy. <laughs> Just the way they say everything. Yeah. He was like, you sounded just like them. And I was like, what a compliment. Right? I love it. All righty. First story is, do you want to just go in order? Or do you want to, like, sure. pick and choose? Oh, we can just go in order. Okay. Yeah. So number one's a scandal. Yeah. And again, I have not read these. Okay. There was one that I did a part two and part three for just because it looked a little short. Okay. But I didn't read, like, details. So. Okay. All righty. Okay. Here we go. Hey, 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 what's up, drama lovers? Welcome back to another juicy episode of Hashtag Judging You. I'm your host, Alyssa, and as always, I'm here with the one and only Shannon. How are you doing, girl? (laughs) 
Hey everyone, I'm doing great, Alyssa. So excited for today's episode. You know we got some spicy relationship drama to dish out. Oh, you bet. Our listeners have sent in some jaw-dropping stories. Why have you not yet? Yes, send them. Send them. I don't fucking care what they are. Just send them some fun-ass stories. Like, just, you know, like, dating snafus. Today I fucked up. Like, just anything. Am I the assholes? Let's read them. Yeah. We'll judge ya. Bmoviebashpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. (laughs) And we can't wait to dive into the madness. So let's get started. First up, we have a story from a listener named Maya. Brace yourselves, folks, because this one is wild. Maya found out her boyfriend had been cheating on her for months. And guess what? He got another woman pregnant. Oh, no. Not the dreaded double whammy. (laughs) This is the stuff of nightmares, Shannon. How did Maya find out? Well, Alyssa, she discovered some suspicious texts on her boyfriend's phone and decided to confront him. And surprise, surprise, he confessed to everything. Not only was he cheating, but he was also expecting a child with the other woman. Well, wow, that's (laughs) some next level drama. Did Maya confront the other woman? I would be breaking a nose. That's what I would be doing. So, yeah. Well, only if she knew. It's not her fault. It's his fault. Well, both of their faults. If, uh, it, yeah, if, if 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 she knew. Yeah. So. Yeah. But um. Because yeah. I, I always hated on cheaters when they would go after the girl. Oh I'm yeah. Like, He's the one who cheated on yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. She's not yeah. involved. Here's my thing though. When another woman like is coming over to his house and stuff. Yeah. And he she's you wandering she, he around a house. You know. You know. You fucking know. Yeah. And if you you're like I had no idea. You're a liar. You're a liar. Or blind. You can't walk in this house and tell me Zach lives here by himself. Right? No. Like, just because I'm a mess, too, doesn't mean that there's not cute-ass Christmas decorations still out in my house. Exactly. Like. (laughs) Yeah. You can tell there's a woman that lives here. There's a fucking girl that lives here. Yeah. So. Anyway. (laughs) Yes, she did. Turns out the other woman had no idea that Maya's (gasps) boyfriend was in in a relationship. She was just as shocked as Maya was. Now, both of them are dealing with the aftermath of the major deception. Unbelievable. And what happened to Maya's cheating boyfriend? Well, he's out of the picture now. Maya decided she deserves better and kicked him to the curb. Good for her. Cheaters never prosper, folks. Okay, let's move on to the next tale of relationship scandal. This one comes from a listener named Jake. Oh, this is a wild one, too. I love how the, 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 the last one was just like, oh my gosh, it's insane. She found out he was cheating. She left him. <gasps> I mean, he did get someone else pregnant. That's true. But, like, she, like, it's, it's not just wild and crazy. <laughs> I was just expecting it to be like, oh, and then this, and then this, and then this. I'm like, it's just. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Very good. Jake found out that his partner had been lying about their age throughout their entire relationship. Seriously? How can you lie about something like that? I know, right? Apparently, Jake's partner had knocked a few years off their age when they first met, and the lie just snowballed from there. But did Jake ever find out the truth? Oh, he did, Alyssa. (laughs) They were at a family gathering when Jake's partner's real age slipped out during conversation. Let's just say it was a cringeworthy moment for everyone involved. I can only imagine. So, how did Jake handle the situation? Surprisingly, he took it in stride. He confronted his partner later, and after some intense discussions, they decided to work things out. But it wasn't an easy road, that's for sure. 
honesty is the best foundation of any relationship. And when that trust is broken, it takes a lot to rebuild it. Kudos to Jake for giving it a shot. Absolutely. (laughs) Our next story comes from a listener named Sarah. And let me tell you, it's a roller coaster. Sarah's partner faked a pregnancy to keep her from leaving the relationship. (laughs) No way. (laughs) What a whole new level of desperation. How does that work? (laughs) Was he pregnant? Or was she pregnant? If she was pregnant, it's not Sarah's. So how would that keep you in a relationship? Let's find out, (laughs) listeners. Let's see. It really is. Sarah was having doubts about the relationship and had expressed her intention to break up. That's when her partner pulled this shocking move to try and keep her around. So, how did Sarah find out it was a lie? Well, Sarah became suspicious when her partner kept postponing visits to the doctor and was hesitant to share any ultrasound pictures. She eventually confronted her partner, who admitted to the deception. Manipulation at its worst! Did Sarah end things after that? Yes, she did. She realized that such a massive lie was a clear sign of a toxic relationship and she didn't want any part of it. Good for her for standing up for herself and not falling for that deceit. All right, folks, that wraps up this week's episode of Hashtag Judging You. It's just a lot of trauma from a lot of people, and we are just explaining the shit out of it. I mean, that's exactly exactly what we do. do. (laughs) But, like, this one just feels more like, (laughs) that's right, Shannon. That was so fun. Yeah. Like, Mm. Oh, okay. Remember, honesty and trust are the cornerstones of any healthy relationship. Cheating, lying, and crazy drama will only lead to heartache. Look how we end it with like a gem of wisdom. Yeah. We're like, just the, so you know. The ending credits of every Sailor Moon episode from yeah. the early 90s. Like, That's right, Alyssa. And remember, if you have any wild relationship stories to share, <laughs> hit us up on social media using the hashtag hashtag judging you. Please do that. Don't hashtag hashtag. No, it's just ha- it's should just we start a Twitter? Do you want to run a Twitter? Because I don't. I am on a Twitter. Go for it. Okay. Hashtag judging you pod. Yeah. <laughs> we can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, drama lovers. Stay drama free and fabulous. Oh gosh. <laughs> also, I think it's funny that like when I put it in, I put your name first, so it makes <laughs> sense that you're always leading the podcast. But it just feels weird. You should put it in backwards. Yeah. Well, I know, but it's just, I do it, like, by the name of our podcast, oh, which okay, is yeah. Alyssa and Shannon, so. Is it just because that's alphabetical? I think it just sounds better. Shannon and Alyssa. Yeah, that doesn't Alyssa sound Alyssa and good. Shannon. I don't know. It doesn't sound I think good. Shannon and Alyssa sounds good. It's, it's probably just the alphabeticalness of our brains. Sure. So, because I think Shannon and Alyssa sounds great. So. Okay, the next one is a B-movie horror. Ooh. Hey, 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 horror enthusiasts. Oh, I should be creepier. Sorry. Welcome back to another <laughs> spine-tingling episode of Hashtag Judging You. I'm Alyssa, the scream queen aficionado. Ooh. And as always, I'm here with my partner in crime. Hell yeah. Literally. The one who can't help but peek through her fingers during scary scenes, Shannon. The fucking accuracy, though. <laughs> I'm the person who will look at the bottom of the screen, so I'm still watching, but I'm not not focusing on it that's me um hey everyone that's right i'm shannon and i have the biggest love-hate relationship with horror movies they terrify me but i just can't stay away today's episode is going to be a scream quite literally because we're diving into a world of terrible b-rated horror movies get ready for a roller coaster of laughs 
and groans oh. as we dissect a real gem today. Oh, yes. And let me tell you, we've stumbled upon something so bad that it's good. Or is it so good that it's bad? I'm not sure. But either way, it's a wild ride. The movie in question is called <laughs> Invasion of the Killer Dust Bunnies. I like how it says Shannon, who laughs. Dust bunnies? Really? That sounds not scary at all. Oh, you're in for a treat. Picture this. A quiet suburban neighborhood plagued by an infestation of demonic possessed dust bunnies. They come to life at night, scaring the residents with their fluffy terror. And here's the kicker. They attack using tiny dust bunny fangs. That sounds adorable. (laughs) Dust bunny fangs? I can't even. I know, right? You'd think that with all the great horror movie ideas out there, they settle on killer dust bunnies. But hold on. It gets better. The protagonist is a middle-aged, self-proclaimed dust bunny expert named Dr. Stan. (laughs) Does this exist? Right? This has to exist. Is this real? Oh, not Dr. Stan, the dust bunny expert. Oh, yes. Dr. Stan is called in by the desperate townsfolk to save them from these fluffy fiends. But the best part is that Dr. Stan's expertise comes from writing a book on the history of brooms and (laughs) dustpans. Wait, wait, wait. A broom and dustpan expert? I can't breathe. (laughs) That's not even the half of it. Throughout the movie, Dr. Stan battles the dust bunnies with his trustworthy broomstick and a vacuum cleaner that looks like something straight out of a 60s sci-fi flick. I can already imagine the super intense action scenes with Dr. Stan whirling around a broomstick. In a dramatic voice, take that, dust bunnies, and you too! Yeah! <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> oh, Alyssa, I can't believe this is real. But you know what they say. When life gives you killer dust bunnies, make a terrible B-movie horror... B- oh my god. <laughs> B-rated horror movie. Exactly. Now let's talk about that special effects. Oh boy, where do we even start? From the clips I've seen, the dust bunnies look like a cross between cotton balls and leftover Easter bunny fluff. What's Easter bunny fluff? What? (laughs) I don't know. And don't forget the googly eyes glued onto them. It's like they went to a craft store and thought, this'll do. (laughs) I mean, been there. Yeah. I wonder if the actors had a hard time keeping a straight face during filming. Oh, they must have. But you know what, Shannon? I kind of (laughs) admire the effort they put into this. Even if it's laughable. I agree. It takes guts to make a movie like this. And you know what? I think that's part of the charm. It's earnest attempt to scare us with something so hilariously absurd. You're absolutely right, Shannon. Thank you. Sometimes a movie's badness becomes its defining quality. And it gains a cult following for being so entertainingly terrible. Not wrong. Yeah. And that's the beauty of B-rated horror movies. They unite us in laughter and joy, (laughs) even as we hide behind our hands in terror. So true. And that's it for today's episode of Hashtag Judging You. We hope you had a blast with us as we ripped apart Invasion of the Killer Dust Bunnies. Remember, embrace the terrible, celebrate the cheesy, and never stop judging those horror movies with love. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, stay spooky. I actually really like that. Celebrate the cheesy. Oh, so sweet. Embrace the terrible. Yeah. If that's not what we do. That's my life. Okay. Number three. I read the title of this one on accident. I'm really excited about it. Okay. (laughs) It's terrible rom-com. Okay. Okay. Enthusiastically. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, lovely listeners? I guess. It's time for another fabulous episode of 
hashtag judging you. I'm Alyssa, and as always, I'm joined by the one and only Shannon. Hey everyone, today's gonna be a fun one, folks. We're diving deep into the realm of cheesy romance with a B-rated romantic comedy that'll have you reaching for your heart-shaped sunglasses. You got that right. So grab your favorite tub of popcorn, your cheesiest pickup lines, and let's get the show on the road. The music music fades out. (laughs) All right, Alyssa. Spill the rom-com beans. What's our guilty pleasure movie for today? (laughs) Brace yourself, (laughs) Shannon. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> I practice a lot of fake laughs in my car when I because I'm like, oh, I want to be a you know a book narrator or a or a, a anime voice actor and yeah. stuff. So I do a lot of the like the old um, 80s, early 90s had this <laughs> oh, yeah. laugh That's with good. the hand and stuff. So yeah. I think I did pretty good with that. Nice. So practice that one a lot. Is <laughs> <laughs> another one. <laughs> so like perfect. It's stupid. <laughs> anyway, where was I? Love. Brace yourself, Shannon, because we're about to swoon over love at first tofu. Yes. Yes, you heard it right. Tofu, the vegan superhero of love. What? <laughs> oh, this is already starting out so well. So, who's our dreamy leading man and quirky leading lady? Because it's always that way. Yes. Get ready to meet Brody, a rugged, flannel-wearing vegan chef with a heart as soft as his tofu recipes. Hopefully that's it. And opposite him is the adorable and clumsy Zoe, Mm. an aspiring environmentalist with a penchant for tripping over her own feet. Aspiring? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like you're just, you are or you're not. (laughs) She's like, well, I want to be an environmentalist list but i'm just, just not there commit, yet you know yeah like oh. i yell at other people for using plastic that's where i'm starting right now right so so you're an environmentalist yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah the classic opposites attract formula i can smell the chemistry from here what's the meat cute like oh buckle up shannon brody accidentally spills a tray of tofu samples all over zoe at the local farmer's market instantly Sparks fly, Why? and it's tofu love at first sight. I hate this. Right? <laughs> tofu love. I am loving it already. <laughs> so, tell me, what's the main conflict? Wait, let me guess. Brody's about to lose his floundering vegan cafe, and Zoe's got an evil developer threatening to bulldoze her community garden. <laughs> Nailed it. You're so good at this. Thank you. But wait, there's more. Let me try that again. But wait, there's more. Nice. Billy Mays, thank you. Zoe's garden is also home to a group of adorable rescue animals, the Garden Gang. That's adorable. <gasps> That's the cutest thing ever. I'm predicting a lot of melodramatic, heart-tugging moments with these furry companions. You bet. And hold on tight, because the developer's spokesperson is none other than Brody's ex-fiance, Tiffany, <gasps> a snobbish socialite who only cares about expensive handbags and not-so-eco-friendly shoes. Oh, the drama. <laughs> I love it. So, how do our heroes decide to tackle these cliche challenges? Well, they hatch a plan to host the biggest toe-filled, tofu-filled <laughs> <laughs> It's a tofu-rizzo. <laughs> <clears throat> tofu in... Wait. 
<laughs> okay, there we go. Tofu filled, animal loving, community saving event the world has ever seen. With the help of the quirky townsfolk and the irresistible, adorable garden gang, they set out to raise enough money to save both the cafe and the garden. Grinning is what this says. <laughs> That's a recipe for cheesy feel good moments if I've ever heard one. But. Do they succeed, Alyssa? Do they save the day? Shannon, you know it. <laughs> but not without some last-minute, over-the-top gestures of love, including a tofu-inspired flash mop dance. What? And a heartwarming speech about following your dreams. Of course. <laughs> Cheesy, cliche, and sappy, all wrapped up into one glorious rom-com package. All right, Alyssa, time for the big reveal. How many heart-shaped sunglasses are you giving Love at First Tofu? Is that our thing? I guess. Enthusiastically. Drum roll, please. I'm giving it a solid four out of five heart-shaped sunglasses. It's utterly cliche, but the charm, the puns, the tofu love just won me over. I'm right there with you. I'm rating it 3.5 heart-shaped sunglasses. You cynic. (laughs) I'm right there with you. It's the perfect movie for a cozy night in when you're in dire need of some sappy sweetness. I would rather chug a bottle of anything. Um, like, yeah, just like if I'm looking for sappy sweetness, I'm if chugging this a bottle of maple syrup. If trailer came up on Tubi, I would be like, "Fucking skip!" Right? Hard pass. No, thank you. <laughs> And there you have it, folks. Love at First Tofu, the ultimate B-rated romantic comedy that'll leave your heart full and craving for tofu incredibly strong. Nope. I've never eaten tofu before. Nope, don't want it. No. It's wet and squishy. Don't want it. Thanks for joining us on this cheesy adventure, everyone. We'll be back soon with more love, laughs, and a whole lot of judging. (laughs) I mean, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) We judge a lot. I mean, that's That's our whole thing. The name of the game. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I would never watch that movie. No. I don't think even for a B-movie bash would I watch I don't that even movie. watch normal, like, rom-coms. Rom-com. Yeah. I like My- rom-coms, but one entirely based on vegan food. There's a tofu flash mob, excuse me? Yeah, what the fuck, fuck is no. that? Fuck no. No. All right, next up we have a paranormal story, Ooh. and I based it in southern Utah, so we'll <gasps> see how excited. this works out. Okay, okay. All right. Welcome back, lovely listeners, to another hair-raising episode of Hashtag Judging You. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Shannon. We hope you have your ghost hunting gear ready because today we're delving into the chilling hauntings of Southern Utah. That's right, Shannon. (laughs) Utah isn't just about stunning landscapes. It's also home to some eerie paranormal tastes. So grab a blanket and huddle close as we adventure into the ghostly unknown. Our story begins in the remote desert town of Redstone. I don't know if that's a real place. I think that's in Arizona. Okay. (laughs) Nestled against towering red cliffs, this place exudes beauty during the day, but at night, it takes on a haunting aura. One night, a group of curious ghost hunters decide to explore an abandoned gold mine that was said to be cursed. Legends spoke of demon possessions, apparitions, and shadow spirits lurking in its Mm. depths. Our fearless ghost hunters, who consisted of Josh, the tech-savvy paranormal investigator, along with sisters Mia and Emma, who had an uncanny intuition for the supernatural. As the clock struck midnight, the group entered the mine, armed with the night vision cameras, with with night vision cameras, and EVP recorders. They felt a palpable tension in the air, but their excitement overpowered any fear. How did I get palpable, but I stumbled over excitement? (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Little did they know that the spirits dwelling within were far from welcoming. 
As they descended deeper into the mine's gloomy recesses, strange sounds echoed from the walls. Suddenly, the temperature dropped. It could be because you're going into a mine. Yeah, you're and, underground, <laughs> right. but okay. And their body... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they saw their breath as frosty mist. Josh's equipment started acting up, malfunctioning inexplicably. The sisters, Mia and Emma, felt an overwhelming sense of dread. Their sixth sense was warning them of an approaching malevolent force. Unnerved but determined to press on, they continued, their footsteps echoing eerily through the empty corridors. That's when they saw it, an apparition of a miner, his face shrouded in darkness, slowly emerging from the walls. The sisters' hearts pounded in their chests as the figure came closer, but before they could react, the spirits vanished into thin air, leaving behind an unsettling silence. Fear turned into fascination as the group encountered more paranormal activity. Disembodied voices whispered menacingly, and shadowy figures darted through the darkness. As they reached the deepest chamber of the mine, a chilling presence overwhelmed them. The temperature plummeted even further, and they could see their breath forming a frosty mist with each terrible exhale. Suddenly, Mia began to speak in a low, guttural voice. Her eyes glazed over. It wasn't Mia anymore. It was some malevolent entity had taken control. Emma and Josh were startled. So startled. And tried to snap Mia out of it. But the entity spoke through her, taunting and threatening them. Terrified, but refusing to give up, Josh took out a vial of holy water he had brought along. He sprinkled it over Mia, reciting a powerful protection prayer. The entity's hold weakened, and Mia gasped for air, returning to her senses. They knew they had to leave immediately, but as they made their way back, the malevolent presence fought back. Shadows danced on the walls, taking form and trying to ensnare them. The group ran, their heartbeats in sync with the pounding of their feet. Finally, they reached the entrance, where the night air greeted them like a breath of freedom. They ran until they were far away from that cursed mine. Back at their campsite, they reviewed the evidence they had captured. EVP recordings revealed sinister laughter and eerie voices warning them to get out. The apparitions they caught on camera sent shivers down their spines. They knew they had encountered something truly otherworldly. And so, dear listeners, this marks the end of our ghostly tale from Southern Utah. Always remember, when dealing with the supernatural, be cautious and respectful. True that. Yep. You never know what might be lurking in the shadows. That's right, Shannon. I know. And if you ever find yourself in Redstone, Utah, wherever that is. I need to look that up now. Right? Think twice before entering any abandoned mines. Yeah, just fucking don't just, enter just don't. any mines. Oh, don't. Until next time, stay curious and stay safe. And remember, we'll be hashtag, hashtag judging you. I love that. We'll be. <laughs> This is actually giving us some good. Okay, I know there, that one kind of like redstone. Utah? Gave me a spooky spook. Yeah, redstone, Utah is not a place. Let's see if there's a redstone, Arizona. Nope. Okay, they just made it up. Redstone, Nevada. Probably just because of all the red rocks. Probably. There's redstone dunes in Nevada. Speaking of the like sisters being in tuned with the spooky spook. That's like, Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> It is. Not to say that it is, but, like, it kind of is. But I don't remember if I told you this, but when Tony and I were in Oregon the first time, Mm -hmm. we went to these old 
like war barracks uh-huh. um, that were along the Columbia River so that if anyone invaded they could just you know take them out right there and I was pretty fine for most of it but we went down into like this bottom part it was just like this big open space and I was like do not like <laughs> I nope can't don't want to be here don't like it and I was like do you think anything ever happened here and he was like I don't think they like I don't think the war got this far I don't think anything uh-huh. you know whatever and I looked it up and not only was there supposedly like a s- soldier that died there and people see his ghost mm-hmm. But in 2008, I believe, there was a father-son murder-suicide. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know. And I was like, see? See? Who who killed who? I think it was the dad. I don't know for sure because I didn't look into it too far. Mm -hmm. Sad either way. Yeah. 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 But yeah, just reading into that, I was like, I knew it. I knew I felt the spooky. Garbage takes itself out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> um okay i don't like i just see shadows that's what i see i no. think i see shadow people like i don't get a whole lot of vibes from things i'd rather get vibes than see I, things yeah I, I see shadow things like one time i was sitting at work and it was pretty quiet it was really chill you know mm-hmm. really chill and i was just sitting there on my phone and, so, and i was like looking down i wasn't looking up and our counter does sit a little bit higher and everything yeah but i swore someone walked up to the desk and I freaked the fuck out because I thought I was about to get in trouble for just being sitting like, on your phone. Sitting yeah. on my phone. And I was supposed to stand to greet them. But I didn't hear the door ding. I didn't hear the second door open because there's the two doors. And, and you can the, always hear those you doors. You can always They're hear those doors. Fuck. Yeah. The wind whooshes between them oh, yeah. and all that fun stuff. And, yeah, and they'll ding in the mm-hmm. back because if we're in the back cleaning, it'll they'll yeah. ding to alert us that people walked in. But yeah, I didn't hear anything. But the creepiest thing was that I felt a sudden like start. Like I was scared yeah. for half a second and I like <gasps> like sat up and I immediately stood to be like oh my gosh I'm so sorry but there was no one there there That's was so no creepy. but there was like a full person in my peripheral I want to do the lobby <laughs> I don't know how but I want like do you think there would be a way to like have you work a grave and us come in I do I probably am gonna have to work a couple of graves in August I'll have to see that would be fun but yeah cause then we could like I know people still come in but mm-hmm. it's definitely a lot more quiet Wait, I work a grave Sometime soon, this month. Really? In July. Ooh. Is it this fucking Sunday? When the fuck do I work? <laughs> I'll find out. Okay. I'll find out. Um, but yeah, you should totally like come over for a couple hours or whatever. That'd be so, fun. yep. That's as long fun. as we're not too busy. But yeah. yeah. So anyway. Anyway. Number five is a true crime case. Yeah. Why would I be cheerful about this? Anyway, okay. Cheerful. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. hey. All you curious cats and crime enthusiasts. <laughs> Are you cool cats and kittens? Hey, cool cats and kittens. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear they found her husband? No. Yeah, hang on. What? Hang on. Fuck, what was her name again? Um, <laughs> what's the song? Carol. Carol Baskin. Yep. What? Alive? No, dead. Very dead. But, like, not fed to tigers? Uh... Family of Carol Baskin's dead husband breaks silence on claim he's alive and well. What? I don't... Wait, so he's... He's not... I don't, it's, oh, no, oh, no, she said he's alive and well. Yeah. And her family's like, no, he ain't. No, he ain't. Like, never mind. I heard that somebody said that they had, like, found him or something. So, never mind. But, because there's no way. Like, he's dead. She fed him to her. Yeah, to he's, tigers. he's dead, dead. <laughs> anyway. Oh, excited there for a second. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. All you curious cats and crime enthusiasts, welcome back to another thrilling episode of Hashtag Judging You. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Shannon. 
We are your hosts, bringing you the juiciest, spine-chilling, true crime cases, and of course, our own unfiltered opinions. Ain't that that's the fucking truth? true, yeah. yeah. That's right, Shannon. Today, we're diving into an unsolved mystery that's been baffling investigators and armchair detectives alike. Oh, you know I love me some unsolved mysteries. The case we have for you today will have your minds racing with theories and suspects galore. Curious? Oh, absolutely. How was that curious? <laughs> That's not curious. Okay. It says curious. Oh, absolutely. With an exclamation oh, point. Absolutely. How, how, how do you do that without question mark? Oh, absolutely. Nope. <laughs> that sounds like constipated. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, today we're ta- taking you back to the perplexing disappearance of Rebecca Turner. Okay. Now this one has it all. Twists, turns, and more suspects than we can count. That's right, Alyssa. Let's set the scene for our listeners. Rebecca Turner was a 32-year-old artist oh. living a seemingly idyllic life with the charming in the charming town of Riverview. Oh, cute. cute. But on a chilly winter evening two years ago, she vanished without a trace. And let me tell you, this case is... It says eager! It does. And let me tell you, this case is like a labyrinth of theories. Should we say, like... The parentheses? We should, okay. yeah. The police have explored everything from kidnapping to a staged disappearance. Thoughtful. And you know what, Alyssa? The first theory that comes to mind is the ex-boyfriend, Mark. Their breakup was anything but amicable, and he was heard saying some pretty menacing things about Rebecca after they split. Nods. Definitely, <laughs> Shannon. But don't forget about Rebecca's mysterious neighbor, Mr. Jenkins. Of course. Not a first name, just Mr. Jenkins. Yeah. Rumor has it that he had been stalking her for months Ooh. before she disappeared. Creepy. Oh, yes. And then there's the enigmatic woman from Rebecca's art class, Sarah. There's a Sarah. Some say she was obsessed with Rebecca's artwork. Oh, Rebecca's work. And might have wanted to eliminate the competition excitedly i have this or i heard about this theory um but what about the sudden appearance of a long lost sister remember that twist remember it do you remember yeah (laughs) could she have had something to do with rebecca's vanishing act thoughtful hmm that's an interesting angle but wait there's more a mysterious online figure who went by the username artful dodger Hmm? oh that's that's more they seem to know intimate details about rebecca's life which is just plain spooky intrigued true (laughs) we can ignore the oh we can't ignore the possibility of a botched robbery riverview was experiencing a spike in crime and rebecca's art collection was worth a small fortune was it (laughs) (laughs) was it really right i mean i would be upset if somebody stole all my artwork but that's because i spent hours on it and fuck off that's for me yeah um analyzing absolutely Alyssa. But then, there's the theory of Rebecca staging her own disappearance to start anew. Witness protection, perhaps? Enthusiastic. Oh, I love that theory. (laughs) But let's not forget the psychic angle. What? Some believe that a psychic's cryptic message about a dark presence holds the key to this baffling mystery. (laughs) I swear, Alyssa, this case has more theories than I have shoes. That's not hard. I have, like, four pairs of shoes. Um, And that's saying something. (laughs) I did not read ahead. You got that right, Shannon. The rabbit hole just keeps going deeper and deeper with this one. Excitedly. Well, we've explored the theories. Now it's time for our listeners to weigh in. Okay. Head over to our website and vote for the theory you find most convincing. 
Let's see if our hashtag judging you community can crack this case. Cheerful, yes! And don't forget to join our lively discussion on social media. We want to hear your wildest theories and your spiciest takes on Rebecca Turner's disappearance. Thoughtful. Remember, this isn't just a case. It's a real-life mystery that's still unfolding. Let's be respectful and mindful of the people involved. Absolutely. So until next time, keep your detective hats on and stay curious, my friends. Excitedly, that's right. We'll be back soon with more thrilling episodes of Hashtag Judging You. Welcome back, sleuths and crime enthusiasts. It's just the exact yeah, same. It's, it's just, the next line. Yeah. We hope you've had a chance to delve into the mysterious disappearance of Rebecca Turner and explore all those mind-boggling theories we discussed in our last episode. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Shannon, your fellow detective in crime. We're back for part two for our hashtag judging you investigation into this unsolved case that kept us all on the edge of our seats. I love that we were like, hey guys, so there's this missing person. These are the theories. Go look it up yourself. What the fuck do you think? Yeah. What's going on? We're not going to make you, you do anything all about the work it. yourself. Yeah. Like, fucking, who are we? I'm not a teacher. No. Do it yourself. Yeah. That's what Google's for. I'm going to talk about it. I'm not going to tell you about it, bitch. Exactly. Okay. Where were we? Oh, <laughs> excited. Oh, you bet, Shannon. The reason, or the response from our listeners has been incredible, and the theories kept pouring in. That's right. So, Alyssa, what new leads or theories have emerged since our last episode? Thoughtful. Well, Shannon, remember the theory about Rebecca staging her own disappearance? Mm. One listener thinks they saw her in a small town on the other side of the country. Surprised. No way. That's wild. Do we have any more information about this possible sighting? Not much. But they described a woman who bore a striking resemblance to Rebecca, sporting a new hair color and a few visible tattoos. Interesting. If she indeed staged her disappearance, that might explain why her friends and family haven't heard from her. Nods. Exactly. <laughs> but on the flip side, we've got another listener who's convinced that Mr. Jenkins, no first name, the creepy neighbor, has some dark secrets hidden this away in like his basement. like a Scooby-Doo episode. Like, Mr. Jenkins! Mr. Jenkins! Yeah. Jinkies! Jinkies, yeah, exactly. I, I, no, I would very much be the fuck person. Like, they're all like, oh, Jinkies! Like, yeah. Okay. There's what, no zoinks around here. Yeah. What does what what does uh what does Daphne say? She doesn't say jinkies, does she? No. No, that's that's, that's Velma. That's Velma. It's only zoinks and jinkies. They I all think. just say jinkies. No, it's just Velma. What? No one else is ever surprised about anything. Daphne's ever surprised. Daphne doesn't okay. have a thing. I don't think. Yes, it's true. <laughs> you can't help but wonder about that guy, huh? But let's not forget about the psychic angle. This is yeah. That's so weird why too. are we forgetting about the psychic angle? That's the best angle. How are we forgetting still? Some of our listeners are adamant that the psychic's vision holds the key. Thoughtful, absolutely! Exclamation point. They've pointed out that while it might seem far fetched, there have been cases where psychics helped solve crimes. Agrees. <laughs> Why is that a parenthesis? You're right, Alyssa. It's crucial not to dismiss any avenue of investigation, no matter how unconventional it may seem. Excited. And Shannon, brace yourself for this one. Okay. <laughs> Listener suggested that the long-lost sister might be connected to a secret society. Intrigued. Now, that's some conspiracy-level thinking. But I have to admit, it does add a layer of mystery to the case. Laughs. I love how our listeners' imaginations are running wild with possibilities. This case truly has something for everyone. Enthusiastic. You're right, Alyssa. And speaking of our listeners, we have a special treat today. We're going to be sharing some of their theories and thoughts about the case. 
Oh, I can't wait to hear what they have to say. But before that, I want to highlight another intriguing lead that just came in. <gasps> a tip about a potential link between Rebecca's ex-boyfriend, Mark, and the mysterious online figure, Artful Dodger. Oh, oh. curious. <laughs> oh, that's intriguing. Could Mark be behind the online persona trying to throw off the investigation? Speculating. It's a possibility, Shannon. But let's not forget that there might be more to Artful Dodger than meets the eye. We'll need to dig deeper into that connection. Serious. Absolutely. We must be diligent in our exploration of these leads, while also being mindful of the real people affected by this case. Agrees. 100%. (laughs) Our priority is to shed light on the mystery and find the truth, not sensationalize or cause harm to those involved. You're absolutely sensationalizing it, but okay. (laughs) Empathetic. Well said, Alyssa. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us on this journey into the perplexing disappearance of Rebecca Turner. Warmly. Yes, thank you all for being such an engaging and supportive community. We couldn't do this without you. Excited. That's right. Keep those theories coming and let's work together to crack this case wide open. Until next time. We just said we were going to talk about theories. Yeah, we didn't talk about shit. We just said everybody. We're just right. I'm glad I did a few parts of this one. You should do one that has a brand deal randomly in it. I was wondering when you were like, but wait a minute. I was like, wait, who's sponsoring us? You should totally do one where it's a brand deal or something. I don't know if we can legally do that. It would probably make it up. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, until next time, stay curious, stay safe, and keep judging. Hashtag judging you community. That's a wrap. See you soon, everyone. Welcome back, all you inquisitive minds and dedicated detectives. We're back with part three of our enthralling investigation into the mysterious disappearance of Rebecca Turner. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Shannon, ready to dive deeper into this unsolved puzzle with you all. You know we couldn't stay away from this case for too long. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. The engagement from our hashtag judging you community has been incredible. We're beyond grateful for all the insightful theories and leads you shared because we're not fucking doing it. Nope. Like, <laughs> you guys are simply amazing. Keep those theories coming because as we say, there's always more to uncover. That's right. And speaking of new developments, Shannon, we've got something juicy to share. Remember the tip about Rebecca possibly being spotted in another town? Oh, yes. The one where she had a new hair color and tattoos? <laughs> exactly. Well, our crack team of researchers, us, yep. has been... Or, or for all of you, yeah, because it's not us. No, like, it's not. Has been digging into that lead, and they've uncovered some interesting evidence. Apparently, there's surveillance footage from a nearby gas station that might capture the mysterious woman on tape. Excited. No way. This could be a huge breakthrough in the case. Did the investigators get a hold of that footage? They did, Shannon. It, so it might. So it, it might. It might. It's currently being analyzed. Oh, okay, 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 okay. They did, Shannon, and it's currently being analyzed. But here's the catch. Mm -hmm. The footage is grainy and shot from quite a distance, so it's challenging to make out facial features. Curious. That's a tough one. But if we can confirm it's Rebecca, it could open up a whole new line of investigation. Absolutely. But while we wait for updates on that front, let's talk about another intriguing angle. Remember that uh, the theory about the psychic's vision? I, do you remember? I was just going to say, how, how could I forget? How? It, it's the next line. Oh, how could I forget? <laughs> it's such an unusual aspect, but we can't overlook it, even yeah. though we keep we overlooking keep, it. Yeah. We're not constantly. talking about it. What oh, is yeah. it? Like, yeah. I need to know. <laughs> I want to know the angle. 
Agreed. <laughs> One of our listeners shared something fascinating. Apparently, there's another case where the same psychic accurately predicted a crime that was later solved. Surprised. Wow. That's incredible. So, the psychic might be the real deal? It certainly seems that way, Shannon. We should consider exploring this further and see where these... (laughs) And see if there are any connections between the two cases. Yes, and maybe even interview the psychic to understand more about her visions and the information she had about Rebecca. That would get us anywhere. What is the information? Right? Nods. Great idea. We'll add that to our list of next steps. And speaking of interviews, we have a surprise for our listeners today. Excited. Yes, we do. One of Rebecca... Rebecca's? Rebecca's? Rebecca's closest friend has agreed to come on the show yeah. and talk about her relationship with Rebecca and what she thinks might have happened. Warmly. It's going to be an emotional and insightful conversation. That you'll never hear. Remember, everyone, let's approach this with compassion and understanding. You better fucking approach this. Be nice. With compassion and understanding. These are real-ass people. <laughs> um, absolutely. This is someone who's been living with the pain of Rebecca's disappearance. Have they? And we need to be respectful of her feelings. Sincere. So, let's keep our focus on finding answers and supporting those affected by this case. Enthusiastic. You got it, Alyssa. Our hashtag judging you community is amazing at that. We're all in this together. Eager. Indeed we are. So, fellow detectives, don your detective hats, grab your magnifying glasses, and join us as we continue the pursuit of truth in the perplexing disappearance of Rebecca Turner. And remember, if you have any new leads, theories, or even personal stories related to this case, reach out to us on social media. We're all ears. Until next time, stay vigilant, stay engaged, and keep judging. Fuck off, we're not interviewing anybody. No, like, we're not talking about anything. We're not telling you shit. Yeah, we're just Give us all continuously the repeating the same fucking theories. Yeah. Squeak in Remember my chair. Remember this theory? Remember this theory? Ow, don't you fucking forget don't the forget. psychic. Don't you dare. Don't you what did fucking she say? forget. I don't know. Don't forget about her, though. She seems legit. <laughs> Signing off for now. See you soon, everyone. Welcome back, this dear is, listeners. This is the last part. Okay. It's time for the final chapter of our captivating investigation into the mysterious disappearance of Rebecca Turner. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Shannon. We've been on an unforgettable journey exploring theories, sifting through leads, and discussing your insightful contributions. But today we have a breakthrough. The case is finally solved. Oh, excited. That's right, Shannon. Thanks to our relentless listeners. <laughs> not, not us. us. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And the hard work of investigators. Not, not us. us. <laughs> the truth behind Rebecca's disappearance has come to light. It's an emotional moment for us all. The closure we've been seeking for so long is finally here. Great. So let's get to it. <laughs> Grateful. Absolutely. First and foremost, we must express our deepest gratitude to Rebecca's friend who bravely shared her memories of Rebecca and helped us understand the dynamics leading up to her disappearance. When? Y'all didn't get to hear that. It was only us. It was only on the Patreon. Oh. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, That's what we should put on Patreon. Our faces. People have to pay to see our faces. Yeah. They should pay to not see our faces. I guess that's true. Yeah. We should be charging y'all for this. <laughs> You're all fucking lucky. I'm sitting here looking like a fucking hobo Look right at this now. Snack over here. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> As we do it. We're all in this <laughs> together. <laughs>
Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. Sincere. Yes, thank you for your courage and openness. Your contribution has been invaluable in finding the answers we're all seeking. Now, let's dive into the details. As we mentioned in our last episode, the surveillance footage from the gas station was indeed crucial. Right. With the help of advanced technology, investigators were able to enhance the grainy footage, and there she was, the woman resembling Rebecca. Excited. Exactly! It was her! The footage showed her walking out of the gas station, getting into a car, and driving away. But the most remarkable part was the license plate number. That's when everything fell into place. The license plate was registered to none other than Rebecca's ex-boyfriend, Mark. Surprise! And this led investigators to take a closer <laughs> look at Mark, leading them to a shock. How do I become? I don't know. <sighs> leading them to a shocking discovery. It turns out Mark had been stalking Rebecca after their breakup. Maybe because she fucking stole his car. Oh yeah. Like, I know. <laughs> furious. Unbelievable. The person who should have cared for her ended up being the one responsible for her disappearance. And that's not all. The mysterious online figure, Artful Dodger, turned out to be Mark himself. Mm. He created that persona to divert suspicion from him. Angry. What a manipulative scheme. Poor Rebecca must have been terrified. Sympathetic. Absolutely, Shannon. Mm. But here's where the psychotic vision played nope. a crucial... <laughs> oh, si- the psychic... <laughs> The psychic's vision. vision. The psychic's vision played a crucial role. How can I forget yep. her? Don't do it. Her vision of a dark presence haunting Rebecca's life wasn't far off. I mean, yeah, yeah. Curious. Did the psychic provide any more insight that helped the investigation? Nods. Indeed. The psychic's information led investigators to uncover a hidden storage unit rented under an alias by Mark. Inside, they found evidence linking him to Rebecca's disappearance. Relieved. I'm glad the psychic's vision wasn't dismissed. (laughs) Don't you fucking forget about it. It helped bring justice to Rebecca and her loved ones. Justice has indeed been served. Mark was arrested and eventually confessed to his crime. She stole his fucking car. Well, I mean, maybe she's with him in his car, but like... She's free to roam? I guess. I Just go into gas stations by herself? I guess. Doesn't seem like under her disappearance, man. Oh. His motive was a toxic mix of anger, jealousy, and possessiveness. Somber. It's a heartbreaking <laughs> reminder of how dangerous relationships can become. Absolutely, Shannon. But it's also a testament to the power of collaboration and community. Our listeners played a crucial role in this case. You all are amazing. You're doing our job for us. Right. Your theories, tips, and support helped the case helped keep the case in the public eye and put pressure on the authorities wow we are influential to bring rebecca's abductor to justice grateful we couldn't be prouder of our hashtag judging you community together we made a difference and with that dear listeners we conclude this chapter of hashtag judging you we hope that rebecca's story serves as a reminder to stay vigilant and supportive of one another why what does that have to do with shit uh, absolutely Let's continue to shine a line or a light. Shine a light. Shining a light. Shine a light. On unresolved cases, bringing closure to those who need it most. Until next time, stay safe, stay curious, and keep judging. Hashtag judging you community. <laughs> okay. I think there's like two more. Okay. <laughs>
alien bug zombies. Okay. <laughs> hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another thrilling episode of Hashtag Judging You, the podcast where we dissect the most bizarre, far-fetched, and budget-challenged sci-fi <laughs> horror movies out there. I'm Alyssa, and as always, I'm here with the fabulous Shannon. Hi, everyone. Can't wait to get into today's movie. It's going to be a wild ride. Oh, absolutely, Shannon. So let's dive right in. Today, we're talking about Invasion of the Alien Bug Zombies. <laughs> I mean, just the title alone sets the stage for what's about to go down. (laughs) You said it. Now, let me attempt to summarize the plot, if you can even call it that. So in this masterpiece, a small town is suddenly plagued by an infestation of alien bugs that turn people into zombies. And here's the kicker. There's always a kicker. The zombie can control the bugs telepathically. The zombie... So the bugs are turning people into, <laughs> into zombies, zombies that can and the control zombies them? are controlling the bugs. That seems counterintuitive. Okay. <laughs> oh boy, that's quite a cocktail of horror tropes right there. No, it's not. And you know what's even crazier? The special effects in this movie were probably done on a shoestring budget. Oh, absolutely. It's like they spent their entire budget on fake blood and bug costumes. I have to admit, some scenes were so laughably bad laughably bad that I couldn't help but admire the effort. Oh, I'm with you on that one, Shannon. (laughs) There's one scene where the protagonist... (laughs) 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 Dr. Jenkins. Oh. Played by someone I swear I've seen on a soap opera confronts the alien bug leader. (laughs) Oh, yes. The big showdown. But let's not forget the dialogue, Alyssa. We come in peace, the alien bug leader says. And then Dr. Jenkins responds with, well, leaving in pieces is more like it. (laughs) Classic cheesy horror movie line. I live for these moments. But what had me rolling was the part where they tried to explain the science behind it all. Oh, you mean when they attempted to justify how alien bugs and zombies can exist together? I was on the edge of my seat. Not because of suspense, but because of how implausible it was. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. Combining two unrelated horror elements is daring. But the execution was a bit clumsy. Exactly. And let's not forget the character development. Or lack thereof. Every character was as one-dimensional as a cardboard cutout. And we had the tough cop, the scaredy cat waitress, the brave scientist, and the rebellious teenager. <laughs> The teen who never listens to authorities until it's life or death. Classic. But you know what, Shannon? As much as we're poking fun at it, I can't deny that it had its charm. Oh, absolutely. There's a certain joy in watching these low-budget gems. What AI is trying to fucking gaslight us into liking these? Like, I just... (laughs) This fucking sucked. But... But... This isn't my werewolf western, okay? Like, yeah, this, you know. That's that's an exception. That was an exception. I really, you need to watch it. So, it yeah. was so fun. So, yeah. They remind us that sometimes movies are just meant to be fun, no matter how ridiculous the premise. You're absolutely right. I mean, who doesn't love a good laugh at some alien bug zombies, right? <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> and you know what, Alyssa? Despite its faults, this movie was creative in its own weird way. I mean, where else would you see zombies controlling alien bugs to attack humans? Nowhere, Shannon. Nowhere where it belongs. This is one of those movies you watch with friends, some popcorn, and a healthy dose of laughter. I'd recommend it as a perfect Halloween watch. Agreed. So to our listeners, 
Invasion of the Alien Bug Zombies might not be Oscar-worthy, but it's definitely worth a watch if you're in the mood for some quirky, low-budget horror fun. That's right. So grab your bug spray ah. and head on over to your favorite streaming service, folks. And be because sh- it's gonna be there. Yep. It's all Pick over ch- anyone. Every single one. It's that cheap. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> and be sure to let us know what you think after you watch it. Yes, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Hit us up on social media using hashtag judging you podcast. I mean, at least that's the that's correct. True. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining us. And remember, no movie is too far fetched for us to judge. I mean, true. that's right until next time stay spooky and stay fabulous we really like fabulous yeah we do apparently we do we are fabulous (laughs) all right i think this is our last one is it i think there's this one and then a christmas rom-com okay or we can just do both okay we're good enthusiastically hey everyone welcome back to another thrilling episode of hashtag judging you i'm Alyssa, and as always i'm joined by the wonderfully wicked shannon playfully sinister Hello, horror aficionados, and welcome back. Today, we've got quite the treat for you. We're diving deep into the realm of the absurd with a low-budget, B-rated horror film that throws in everything but the kitchen sink. Oh, you got that right. Picture this. Zombies, vampires, aliens, werewolves, witches, and killer clowns all vying for world domination and control over the human race. It's like a monster mashup on steroids. That actually would be kind of fun to watch. Right? So... (laughs) Exactly, Alyssa. The film's title alone should have you bracing for the worst. It's called Night of the Hallow Moon Apocalypse Fusion. Wow, that's a mouthful. (laughs) A mouthful of chaos, to be precise. Let's start with the plot, or lack thereof. We've already said that. Yep. The story centers around a small town that becomes a battleground for all the supernatural creatures. I have to say, Shannon, it's so convoluted, I got lost in the first five minutes. Oh, believe me, Alyssa. You weren't alone. I feel like they took every horror trope and mashed them together without any regard for coherence. I mean, why are all these beings suddenly converging on this town? Your guess is as good as mine. And can we talk about the acting? It's like they hired the first people they found on the street. I don't think I've seen such overacting since middle school theater class. Snickers. (laughs) Yes, I'm pretty sure some of those zombies were moonlighting as high school drama teachers. And the dialogue? Painful. I'm not sure if the actors were cringing while delivering those lines, but I certainly was. Nodding. Your blood will taste like candy to me? Really? I can't decide if that's meant to be funny or just plain cringeworthy. (laughs) Exactly. It's like the filmmakers couldn't decide if they wanted to scare or amuse the audience. And the special effects? Well, I've seen better on my nephew's smartphone videos. (laughs) True. That was a cute gig. (laughs) Thank you. True, but hey, I have to admit, the clash between the zombies and the vampires was oddly entertaining. I was like, it was like watching a comedy roast of the undead. (laughs) Fair point. And when the aliens arrived in their UFOs and started zapping everyone with laser beams, I couldn't help but laugh at the absurdity of it all. Amused. Oh, the aliens. They seem more interested in probing the humans than conquering the world. Mm. And don't even get me started on the werewolves and witches. So cliche. Smirks. (laughs) Well, you have to give them some credit for trying to include everyone in this monster showdown. But let's not forget the cherry on top. The killer clowns. Shivers. Oh, the clowns were truly horrifying. I'm not even scared of clowns, but I might need some therapy after this. (laughs) 
you and me both. Honestly, Night of the Hallow Moon Apocalypse Fusion had the potential to be a campy cult classic, but it fell flat in so many ways. Absolutely. I will say, though, no, no, stop with this. I will say, though. <laughs> no more no, redeeming factors. Stop gaslighting me. I will say, though, there was one redeeming factor. Oh, oh I'm okay with this. Yeah. The film's soundtrack. That's the most illicit thing yeah. I've heard all day. <laughs> It had this eerie, atmospheric vibe that almost made up for the rest of that mess. Nods. That's true. A good soundtrack can elevate even the most dreadful films. <laughs> but unfortunately, not enough to save this one. I know. Okay, well, I, I was telling Zach the other day because I just re-binge-watched all of the Twilight mm-hmm. movies. Fucking amazing soundtrack. That's the best the part. whole yeah, yeah. The whole fucking thing slapped the entire fucking time. And Zach walked in when it was like one of the more like quieter like songs and, so, and he was like, Yeah, sure. And like, I was like, Fuck this one. Walk out then. Like just but I loved it. But he was like, mmm, yeah. great. Okay. Um, oh, so true. Well, folks, it's that time where we put our judging hats on and give our final verdict. Shannon, what's your rating for Night of the Hallow Moon Apocalypse Fusion? Pauses for effect. I'm going to be generous and give it one and a half stars out of five. It's so bad it's, well, not good, but amusingly bad. Okay, so they're not gaslighting us as hard in this one. Yeah. Laughs. I hear you, but I'm going to have to go with one star. It had its entertaining moments, but overall, it's not something I'd willingly watch again. Playfully sinister. There you have it, folks. Night of the Hallow Moon Apocalypse Fusion is a hot mess of horror cliches that'll leave you questioning your sanity. (laughs) You said it. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Judging You. Stay spooky, everyone. Okay, last one for real. Last one for real. Okay, Okay, this one's not that long either. This is the Christmas (laughs) rom-com. Hey, 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 all you holiday-loving rom-com fans out there, welcome back to another fabulous episode, fabulous once more, fabulous of Hashtag Judging You, the podcast where we break down those cheesy Hallmark-style Christmas rom-coms one snowflake at a time. Oh, shit. I'm Alyssa, the Yuletide movie (laughs) critic, and with me, as always, is the Mary Shannon. Ho, 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 everyone. to say ho 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 heartwarming movies that make us crave hot cocoa and cuddles by the fire. Today we've got a special treat for you. A flick that's filled to the brim with Christmas cliches. Drum roll, please. And the movie we're diving into today is The Holiday Haven. That's probably a movie. That's probably. Ah, The Holiday Haven. The crown jewel of cliches. Let's set the scene. We open in the quintessential small town of Evergreen Heights, where it's Christmas all year round. And there's more snow than you can shake a candy cane at. (laughs) And of course, every small town needs a protagonist. 
Enter Jenny, the big city girl with a heart of gold, played by our favorite rom-com darling, Lily Hart. Lily Hart? She always brings the charm. Jenny is an ambitious baker who just inherited her grandmother's cookie shop. But uh-oh, the shop's in financial trouble and the bank's Ebenezer Scrooge wants to foreclose. Enter our dreamy leading man, Chris, played by the swoonworthy Alex Turner. He's a local tree farmer who happens to be in the business of saving Christmas trees. What? Of saving <laughs> What? <laughs> okay. He's saving Christmas trees. And now, Jenny's heart, too. Oh, absolutely. And guess what? He's got a sassy best friend named Carol, portrayed by the hilarious Ruby Diaz. Mm -hmm. Carol's the town's Christmas spirit ambassador, and she's got enough holiday cheer to light up the whole world. She's like a human Christmas tree, and I love it. Now, the plot thickens when Jenny and Chris hatch a brilliant plan to save the town's iconic Christmas celebration. They decide to throw a humongous Christmas fair right on Main Street. Okay. Complete with a tree lighting ceremony, hot cocoa stands, and of course, a kissing booth. How very hallmark of them. Mm. But you have, you can't have a rom-com without some conflict. As the tension rises, so does the temperature. The mayor, who is quite the Grinch, tries to shut down the festivities. Uh, Typical. But let's not forget about the heartwarming side characters, like the adorable little girl named Holly. Why would I care about her? Played by Maddie Jenkins. Of course her name is Holly. Right? She believes in Christmas magic, and she's convinced she spotted Santa's reindeers in the woods. Okay, buddy the elf. (laughs) Oh, I melt when kids believe in holiday magic. Now the big question is, will Jenny and Chris be able to put their differences aside? What differences? Yeah, and save the Christmas fair? I thought they were putting on the Christmas I fair. I don't know. Will they fall in love? Well, they have to save it because the the mayor wants oh, to. Oh, okay. Them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Will they fall in love under the twinkling Christmas lights? You'll have to watch to find out. That's right, folks. Get your popcorn ready and prepare for an avalanche. 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 <laughs> And prepare for an avalanche of festive feels. But before we rate this this sugary sweet rom-com, Shannon, what's your favorite cliche in the Holiday Haven? Oh, Alyssa, it's got to be the decorating scene. When Jenny and Chris trim the gigantic Christmas tree, and it's just overflowing with ornaments, tinsel, and love. Oh, I can't resist. I'm with you on that one. And the cookie baking montage? Wow, I'm craving gingerbread just thinking about it. <laughs> now let's rate the Holiday Haven on a scale from one to five gingerbread cookies. Should we start like, rating <laughs> things with things? Ouch. Just <laughs> random shit. Way back in the day, didn't we like rate things based on skulls or something? I feel I like there remember. was like one episode where we were like maybe. three skulls out of five. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. <laughs> That'd be cute if we did it though. On a Sorry. scale of... No, you're good. From one to five... We should just be making shit up at the end of movies. I'm yeah. going to scale this on a one to five Like lamp related post. to the like, movie. Yeah, like, yeah, just, like killer clowns yeah. or lampposts. <laughs> <laughs> Semaphoros. Um, oh, gosh. That's the only Italian word I know. Nice. Yeah. I've told you that story. That's um... Okay. Let's see. With five being the cheesiest, most delightful movie ever. Drum roll, please. I'll give it four gingerbread cookies. It's got all the cliches we love. The chemistry between Lily and Alex is electric. And Ruby's comedic timing is on point. Agreed, Shannon. I'm giving it four and a half gingerbread cookies. 
it's so cheesy, but the best way, po- uh, but in the best way possible. I just can't resist those heartwarming moments. The Holiday Haven is a festive treat for any rom-com lover. And there you have it, folks. A jolly good time with The Holiday Haven. Now, remember to subscribe to Hashtag Judging You and let us know what holiday rom-coms you want us to rate next. Thanks for joining us on this merry ride, everyone. Stay warm, stay cozy, and stay in the holiday spirit. See you next time. Aww. I I feel like, I feel like for all of these, because we're not giving like a full breakdown, we're just like, hey guys, here's here's a a spoiler-free review of go watch it yourself. Yeah, (laughs) fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go research this c- true crime yourself. For you. Tell us what to report about. Thanks yeah. very much. Like <laughs> Anyway, that was really fun. No, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So, you're good. I'm glad. Damn it. No, I'm glad you liked it because that was That my, was fun. My I love idea, those. so These I think so they're fun. way fun. And like very I mean I still have to type in like what I want them to say mm-hmm. and all that fun stuff, but for the most part I don't do Oh, anything. you have to type all that? No, I oh, have like, to type in like Write a two-person comedic podcast from Ashton Daniels and oh, okay. make it about this and this and this and this. Did so. you come up with the name Rebecca Turner? No. Oh, okay. I was like, wow. No. Anyway. It does that on its own. <laughs> That's but okay. I did the whole, like, killer clowns and aliens and zombies <laughs> and witches and I just threw it all in there. So, yeah. I, I wanted to, like, the shit out of that. tailor them to different That's things fun. so that it wasn't all the same. So. I watch the shit out of that. Wait, was that just, like, chat AI or something? Or like? It's chat GPT, I think it's called. But AI is very controversial right now. Yeah. So, writer strikes and shit, I guess. That's true. Yeah. So. But we're just using it for podcast content. Yeah. So, it's different. Yeah. It's different. It's totally fine. Yeah. But if you like it, let us know. I will definitely do it in the future. Yeah. Because, yeah, they're fun for us. And they're so fun. I like love these. Being dramatic and overacting. Oh, yeah. So, it's like fun. Hour and a half, yeah. Yeah. These ones. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, let us know if there's anything else you guys want us to talk about or movies you want us to review or send in your spooky ass stories. If you or have any, like, ghost situations. Yeah. If you have any scandals. Yeah. Um, just fucking tell us shit. Just tell us shit. Yeah. Give us content. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Give us theories. Give us suspects. Don't you forget about the fucking the psychic. Fucking psychic. You forgot for a second, didn't you? I yep. fucking knew it. Don't forget. Don't forget. That fucking psychic, man. Yep. Anyway. I guess that's it. Yeah. Happy have birthday. Great- oh, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Everyone wish Alyssa a happy birthday. Yeah. I'm Fuckers. fucking old now, man. I'm as old as Shannon. Yeah. I'm a grandmother. <laughs> 16. Right? Zach always calls me old girl. lady until he turns... Like the same the age, age I am, yeah. So I'm sorry, but I feel like this is gonna be. It's very squeaky. Yeah, today. it's very squeaky. We need to oil it, probably. I have some WD forty, so. Yeah. All right, that was fun. That was I liked fun. It. Hopefully, you guys that. enjoyed uh, some weird, yeah, weird stories, weird stories, weird shit. <laughs> but uh, we'll be back next week. Have a great time. Have a great time. Don't forget the psychic. Don't forget about the fucking psychic. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Let us know what you think by leaving a comment or sending us an email at bmoviebashpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to our episodes on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple, Amazon Music, and Audible, or you can find the video versions on our YouTube channel. If you want to support the podcast, you can find our coffee link on our anchor page. Make sure to like, subscribe, and tell your friends.